Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adam. Hey, John. How's it going? <laughs> you're always, man, you always leave me hanging well, I mean, on the I front like, end. You uh, got your three words I'm and like, you're done. Do I have a catchy thing coming on, or just like just <laughs> keep it random every You're a simple while. man, Victor, and I like that about well, you. <laughs> I stumble upon greatness every once in a while. That's right. You do. You yeah. do. It's you know That's what the foundation that Mind Palace is built right. on. <laughs> well, how have you been? I've been good. I've been learning about vertebrates and invertebrates, you know. Oh, teaching, teaching homeschooling. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting because there's a lot of things I blocked out when I was in elementary school. Yeah. I realized <laughs> that I have trouble with first yeah. grade math. <laughs> I just have I did. I'm like, I don't know. Your yeah. mother probably would rather do this. Yeah. Like, I don't well, admit I, defeat. But I wish I was able to do that because Christy's she, her job allows her. To, she has to go out the house and stuff. So, yeah. so I, I, you know, I pull that straw for uh, for the family mm-hmm. to be be there that that home. Uh, you know, teacher. So, well, I'll tell you what, Jacob walked by me the other day and said something about fractions. I was like, don't use that kind of language. Around <laughs> <Yeah. me." laughs> like, just, My brain hurts already. That's yeah. right. I'm like, I just disappeared. He turned yeah. around. I was gone. The door was shut and there was dust flying. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here. You know, math was never my big subject, but but no, he, you know, we're making jokes, but here we are in, you know, week 3007 or whatever it is in, in like quarantine. It, yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it looks like we're, we might have some some break of hope in the horizon, right? That, that this stuff might be, at least here locally in Tennessee where we are, it looks like, you know, the governor has is, is started to give dates for things to start opening up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, that, you know, we still have to deal with what our local know, mayor wants mid, to do. Mid-May or something like that? I, I think so. But yeah. but at least it's there, there's talk about it, right? And even the bishop today sent out some things that said, yeah. you know, be looking for you know, whatever it looks like to go back to mass again, Um, that it may not be, you know, hey, church is open, everybody come on in. It may be adding a lot more masses to a weekend and a certain number of people allowed in at a time. And of course, honoring the the social distancing six feet thing. So it's like like on-site reservation, you have to put your family in for 10 o'clock I guess so, I don't know. (laughs) I haven't seen that yet. You know, any bellhops outside carrying your stuff in for you? 7.30 will be open. That's so, right, yeah. but but no, like it made me start thinking, like, wow, it looks like there's an end in sight for some of this, and and that's not to say that you know there won't be a second coming of this. You know, they've already been talking about that no that way, might happen yeah. in the fall and all that, but but to to try to get back to some normalcy, and when I first started thinking about that, you know, part of me goes, yeah, like awesome, I can go be with Victor and you know, his family and our friends and go meet in our groups again and all of that stuff after after a little while, but then the other side of me kind of got a little sad. Because I've sort of enjoyed this time, this freedom that this pandemic has really brought, you know. And I know some people may go like, "What are you talking about?" I've had people sick, and <laughs> yeah. I got kids everywhere swinging off the chandeliers and all that. Do. Yeah. But what I mean is, like, it it has sort of set us free in a way because we live, and we've talked about this in, before in an episode. We live these busy lives. Like we're always complaining a lot about, man, I don't have any time. I never slow down from the time I got up this morning, the time I go to bed. I was on the phone. I was this. I was, you know, and. And this has sort of made us slow down. You know, I've really, driving over here, I'm going down the street at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and there's like 30 families walking around the block with their kids, you know, in different parts of the street. And, you know, people walking their dogs, riding bikes out, like where you just don't normally see that. 
you know, because normally we're busy shuttling kids from here to there and, you know, picking up from school and taking one to, you know, dance class and one to soccer and one to this and one to that and then getting home at 8 o'clock at night and trying to fix dinner and trying to do homework and all that stuff on top of our busy work life, you know, where we're trying to manage whatever it is you do for a living. And, And so, you know, a lot of people have been, it's funny, a lot of people that have worked in offices and things that are now working from home, they're like, man, I, I'm really getting used to this because there's some latitudes of freedom there where you're, you know, you're at home and you don't have somebody staring over you the whole time. It's it's not that they're not still working hard or whatever, but you you're around and you can take breaks and you're at home to do some things, go on a walk or whatever like that. So it just I started to think about it. I'm like, man, there's so many different things like the freedom to slow down, the freedom to be with family. I don't know about you, but I mean, I've been on like three picnics with my family lately. I can't remember the last time before, like the last I can't remember the last time I sat down on grass and tried to eat. It right. Was, it was tough. Right. <laughs> that's right. Up. Those darn geese will never right. leave you alone. <laughs> but that was actually a problem when we went last time. Well, you had geese to, everywhere. Where you had to find a clear area, you know, with yeah. the droppings. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, like we, we've been on picnics. We've been bike rides. You know, we've been fishing. We actually camped out in the backyard one night with a fire and, you know, cook s'mores and all this stuff. And, and, you know, I'm ashamed to say it probably, we don't do enough of that, but this, because of this pandemic, we've, we've sort of had this freedom in this time with our family that we just haven't had in a long time. You know, if you, if you really stop and look at your day on an average day in the past, I mean, you might be up for like maybe 30, 45 minutes with your kids before they go to school and everybody's kind of doing their thing. You're getting ready for work. They're getting ready for school. So there's really not that much time to interact then you're taking them to school. They're gone most of the day. They come home. They're doing their homework. You're running them everywhere. And and so re- really, what do we get with our family and our kids? And maybe an hour or two a day, maybe, like concentrated time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is, this is really, like, I'm going to be sad when this is over because I'm going to miss my kids when they actually have to go back to school. And now I know we have summer and all those things you mentioned before the show when we were talking outside. That, you know, we've got months of being with them too after this, even when school's over, you know. But but the thing is, like, I'm going to miss a lot of that. The freedom that this has brought to to do these things that we weren't doing before. Um, you know, Father Martel called me earlier, and he's been to like eight stores trying to find a bike. He wants to get a mountain bike and ride, you know, trail ride, things like that together with me. And he can't find a bike anywhere. Like anywhere you go, really? they're all yeah. sold out because people are at, they're getting out of their house. They're doing things. They're enjoying outside. They're putting down the devices. They're getting out from in front of the TV and going and doing things as a family. And and it's just amazing that it, it to me that it took this to to show people that we have the freedom to do a whole lot more than what we actually tell ourselves. You know, we don't have to sit here and pack our days so mm-hmm. full with stuff. Just because that's keeping up with the Joneses or that's what everybody does, right? You're supposed yeah. to have kids and this age, they all start playing competitive sports and your life's over. Well, that's not written in stone anywhere. That's a choice. Right. And we're seeing now like what at the fruits of these things. And it's sort of, I laughed, I told Angela yesterday, I said, it's almost like being in Mayberry or something. Like all these people skipping around outside and bike riding and see kids driving by the house, like loaded up in the back of a pickup truck just because they, they want to get out of the house. And, and things have just really slowed down and it's given us an opportunity to really take, you know, take account of what's important in our life. I think, you know, we, you're kind of hitting like uh, when everything was slowed down in sense of, you know, not, not the sense that it, it goes back in time, but in, in a sense where we spent more time with family mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like 
growing up, you know, my, my parents had like porches, like all the houses in their neighborhood had a porch. And usually people were outside after dinner and they, you know, talked to their neighbor across the street or whatever. And there's this, this communal kind of like falling up how everyone's doing. And did that all on your front porch. Well, how many of us have one front porches now, but two, spend our time in the front yard? Not many. In our, our neighborhood, we decided to kind of get together like every Friday and have like, you know, uh, dinner outside in a cul-de-sac. You mm-hmm. know, so everyone at the end of the driveway, we're still doing social distancing, but everyone at the end of their driveway with the lawn chairs, whatever, and we just kind of talk back and forth and stuff. And, you know, we had like some bubble solution for these kids and each one had like a bucket and they were making these huge bubbles and stuff. So... I mean, we were all outside until it got dark, you know, yeah. and it was like, that's kind of like what I remember when I was a kid, you know, with a big wheel and, uh, you know, BMX bike, you know, biking all over the place, neighborhood where you spend all the time outside. And I think that that's kind of good there for our kids, this generation at least, to be outside more than to, to kind of be shuttered inside. And, you know, you still got to watch out for everything, but, you know, not to be so fearful about going outside during this. Yeah. And and I think you see like people being kinder. Like to me, I just, I see more people where you would think, you know, because people have masks on and gloves and all this stuff. And it a is lot of hard places. to see someone smiling at you. Right. Now, but yeah. I mean, there's, right. there's people speaking and there's people, you right. know, just, Hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Jacob and I went fishing a couple of times over the weekend and, you know, at a, at a big park by our house, Shelby farms and, and people were, you know, they'd walk by and Hey, how you doing? What are you doing? You catching anything? How's your night going? You having a good week? And it's almost like, wow, like, I don't, I've, this is unusual, you know, for this day and age. Did you actually people catch just, fish at Shelby Farm? Yeah, we caught I've a I've never caught fish there. I don't know what it, what it is. <laughs> well, you got to know what you're doing, son. Well, what lake, what lake is it? Let me uh, know. There's, uh, I is don't know. One, is that the one hidden behind the horse? It's behind farm? the buffaloes and all oh, that stuff. But, but anyway, like, it's just, there's this, it's almost like people are just slowing down and going, man, life is about more mm-hmm. than just going than just achieving some laundry list of things that I'll never get to the end of and, and running ourselves ragged. And I think when people have, have got the freedom to slow down, they're starting to realize like, man, this is a much better type life. This is a much better style of life. I don't know that I want to go back to the old kind, but what I have noticed the most and what I am so happy about is the freedom to remember God again. You know, there's, there's, there's so many times where we're just so busy that we don't we don't do things with God. Like, well, maybe we go to church once a week. We've talked about that, but you know, when you turn on things now, you see in the virtual world, there's you know, there's these conferences that are being put on, like we did with the VCC. There's there's these evangelists that are moving their ministries onto online. You've got every pastor in your city, you know, whether it's Catholic or not, you know, putting services online and. And music online and Bible studies online. We're doing our our men's group, you know, on a Zoom call every Wednesday night, and it just seems like people are remembering God more. Like mm-hmm. it's just you see these people say, "Man, I did my Divine Mercy Chapel. I did my Rosary. My family and I prayed a family Rosary." I, I can't tell you many people I've texted and they've said, "Hey, let me call you back. I'm we're we're praying with the family or we're reading the scriptures or we're," and I just go like, "Wow, what a gift this is." that we've got the freedom to remember God. Because quite frankly, when we're busy, we don't do that well. I know there's times in my life where I don't do it well. I mean, I know I've got this podcast and other things I do, but don't let that fool you. I mean, I still struggle with giving God the time he deserves in my life all the time too, especially when my head gets clouded with, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to do this. And now this has been ripped away. And it's almost as if, like I keep having this vision of God, like and just up there smiling going, yep, like this is what it's supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what 
you know, take the sickness and the deaths and things like that with COVID out of it and just look at the situation that we've been talking about. This is what I want. This is, I want families coming together again. I want people sitting across from the dinner table, looking at each other and praying before meals and talking and laughing and, and sharing it and having something to talk about because you've actually had time to spend with somebody to reflect on something, right? It's hard to go to the dinner table and go, how was your day? Oh, I went to school. What'd you do? I went to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, but when you've actually experienced lot things in life during the day with each other, those conversations are free and they flow and there's laughs and all these things that I've experienced in my house. And it makes it so much easier to remember what's important and to, and to truly, um, to truly cherish and love that. Well, what you're saying too is that you see more of your kids, and since not just physically, but in, in their attributes, you know, their mm-hmm. the little details of life that you may have missed when they're at school. You know, just the 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 um, thoughtfulness, the desire to really be to say, hey, let's call so and so, or you know, how's so and so doing? Mm-hmm. Um, Ella has been able to do that to where she's like, hey, let's call grandma and granddad, you know, or and you know, me being busy, um, work still full time, and everything else going on, you know. I, I don't take that time to really think about the small de- the small details of, of life. And she kind of has that, a tendency to have the breaks to kind of like say, Daddy, let's go, let's do puzzle. Let's go outside and, you know, pull, you know, just go outside and do something. And the next thing I know, you know, I'm, I'm following her around the, the backyard, you know, because it's an adventure time. Sure. And, and I think that's the thing is that when, when the day is so taken up with work and school, like you're saying, and activities that we already have planned for our kids to be, you know, uh, you know, highly functioning adults, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we miss a lot of the sense of, of the playtime, you know, sure. just the formation of play. Well, and, we convince ourselves we don't have time for it. Yeah. Right, you so know, because we're, we're got to answer emails. Right. We gotta, you got to do this. Gotta we're do working that. still past five o'clock. You know? and, and that's what I think God's inviting us into is look like, look, the world's not going to stop mm-hmm. if you don't do all this stuff that you need to. Now, nobody's saying like, you know, just throw caution in the wind and ignore your job responsibilities and all that. But what we are saying is, is like God is, it's almost like he's opening this window that's been shut for a while and saying, let the breeze in and look, look at, look at life and how fun and, and great it can be. I mean, I'm going to bed every night almost with a smile on my face just because I, not because of, I accomplished a bunch of things, but when I roll through my memory Rolodex of the day or whatever you want to call it, my mind palace, uh, I can, I look back and I go, yeah, like that was fun at lunch when Jacob and I went and took a break and rode bikes, or that was fun when Caitlin and I played Monopoly, or that was this, and and just when I went outside and I swung on a swing set forever, mm-hmm. you know, or it, it's been forever since I've done that. But just to to give of myself and to see what it means to them, um, that that I have time, and it's something that I, I'm not going to want to give up easily. But you know, back to the point with with God, you know. I was looking at the gospel today and it really tied into this freedom thing I was talking about. You know, I, I read it and, and I, you know, it's the gospel where, where the people have been present for the miracle of the fish and the loaves and the feeding of the 5,000. And, you know, all of us, you know, a lot of us have read that a bunch, right? You know, you can know the story, they, you know, what Jesus does with the miracle and then everybody goes to follow him, right? But it's not for the right reasons. You know, we, they, they take off after him and, you know, he goes across the sea and then they show up over there, and, and, and they're following him. And, and they say, you know, hey, Rabbi, how did you get here? You know, and he they, they don't fool Jesus for a second. You know, he says, look, you didn't come because of the sign I performed. You came because basically you, you're full. Like, and the opportunity is now in your eyes that anywhere I go, I can just make food for whatever, you know, and fill that need in your life. But he, he warns them. He says, 
you know, do not work for food that perishes, but work for food, the food of eternal life. And I think that's really key with where we are right now in this pandemic and this freedom that we're talking about is that God's got, I mean, Jesus is telling us, look, like there's so much, you want something and you're, you're desiring this thing that you think you need and that you think you got to have and, and that it's, it's everything to you and it's so important, but really it's not. What's important is really understanding I want a relationship with you. I desire to be with you. I want you to sit at, at my feet and learn from me and then walk in my ways. And we don't have a lot of time to do that. Like I really put myself in that position today in that gospel and said, you know, is that how I am? Is my relationship with Jesus a transactional relationship? Is it I'm so busy? You know, I don't have the freedom to, to understand that I have all the time in the world if I want if I want it. Or am I just saying, Lord, I'm busy, so I just need, hey, here's my prayers, and you know, I was good today, but I need this, 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 and this. Thank you. And and we're going to Jesus and just asking and asking and asking, and the only time we ever spend to him is uh, spend with him is is when we need something, and that's what those people did. And, and and there's no fooling Jesus. Like he knows what kind of relationship he has with you, you know, individually with me, with you, with anybody. And so we can have in our head, oh, I'll make time for Jesus, and, and Jesus and me are tight, and we're everything's good there. But there's one person who knows if it is or, or it isn't, and that's Jesus. And so today when I read that, I thought, man, like he straight called those folks out immediately. Like, you're not, you're not coming for me. You want yeah. this. And then they ask him, well, how can I work? Like, how can I work for God when he says that that's what we're called to do? And he says, by believing in the, in the one that he sent and believing in his son. And what does that mean? To believe in him, you have to know him. You have to love him. You have to walk with him. You have to understand it has to be a, a two-sided relationship. And I think because a lot of times in our lives we're so busy and we, we think that we've just got to go, go, go all the time, that we're not ever truly building a relationship with Christ. We're just asking for things, right? Lord, don't let it rain tomorrow. I want to go fishing. Lord, hey, my mom's sick. Make her better. You know, hey, Lord, I know I haven't talked to you in 10 years, but if you could just do this for me, I'd be grateful. And 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 that's what those people were doing today. And it just reminded me, you know, that now we have this freedom to go past that relationship. You know, we really have this freedom. And I've seen so many people doing that where they're actually saying, you know what? I want to grow in my faith. I've got a lot more time on my hands and I want to grow in my faith. And that's what Jesus longs for. That's what he looks for in all of us is that opportunity to grow in that relationship. And that's one of the biggest things to me that I have loved about this whole thing. And and when I look to the kind of closure of this, when things go back to normal, um, I hope that people will continue to put in their life, including myself, that that will take this this freedom and it won't go easily into the night, right? That we'll, we'll remember how much better our lives were. And I think that a lot of the things that we've talked about, the people being kinder, the, the waves, the talking, all this stuff, is because people are, are are starting to see and get back to to Christ, get back to the to to the love of Christ What's and that relationship, right. and it just it's infectious, right? That's what you see people just running around and playing and doing all these things because they're happy, and that happiness, that true joy and happiness, only comes from one thing, and that's with knowing who you are in the relationship you have with Christ. Right, and I, I do hope that you know after all this COVID nineteen does kind of dissipate or or goes into remission that you know this a lot of us who have had self-interest dictate our lives it, it wanes in the sense that they they see how joyous this is in a sense you know mm-hmm. they of being close to family of, of of being neighborly and and getting you know comments of how are you doing you know because none of us always take time to t- talk to a stranger mm-hmm. you know i mean i was just was a 
Saturday we went to go uh, move Lily out of Mississippi State. And so I went to get, get some biscuits at Rise, you know, on the corner of Germantown. And there's three of us all waiting there, and no one was talking. And so I started talking, and next thing you know, we're all, you know, sharing a conversation about what's going on in the world. And and I think that this is, has allowed people to say, life is short. Let's be friendly. You know, mm-hmm. let's, let's try to fi- figure out how are you doing, how's the other person, how your life is doing, and, and what can I do to maybe not alleviate it, but just kind of give you some kind words of encouragement. And and maybe that is like the the global neighborhood is starting to restore itself. Yeah, and it, it's I really think I mean the saints talk about this stuff a lot. And and you know Saint Teresa of Calcutta, she, you know she said we need to find God, and He cannot be found in noise and restlessness. God is in, is a friend of silence, and I think that's what we're, what you're talking about. Like we're always so busy, we don't even think about talking to anybody anymore. We're just you know looking at our phones. Our faces are buried in the phones. You know, a bomb could be going off somewhere around us, and it's it's no big deal. And it, I'll, I'll never forget, you know, there was a guy when I used to work for Napa Auto Parts and I was a sales guy and, you know, they were always asking me to, hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to become a district manager? Do you want to be a VP? Oh, it's great. You can make money. You can do this. You can move up in the company. And I remember a guy that had worked with my dad for a lot of years. Uh, my dad worked there too at Napa um, in the accounting department. And, you know, one day I was in a store with this guy and and he said, are you ever going to want to do anything else? I said, you know what? I, if I move once, I'm going to have to move a couple times. I don't I don't know that I want to do that to any future children and stuff I have. And I'll never forget, he let a sigh out. And this guy was probably close to 70 and still working. And, uh, and I never really knew why, but he was about to tell me. He said, you know, John, sometimes I'm on these planes and I'm sitting there and I'll close my laptop and I'll sit back and try to remember, you know, have what memories I have of my daughter's. And I'm sad to say there's not very many of them, you know, and I'll never forget that mm. because, you know, he said, if I had it all over to do again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have taken any of these jobs. I would have been fine doing something that allowed me to be with my family and allowed me to, to be at church on Sundays and to, to be what my family needed me to be. Yeah. I've got plenty of money and all of this, but here I am at 60 years old and still working because what else do I have to do? Sure. You know, what, what do I have to go to? I've got you know, daughters and, and relationships that really aren't that close. Right. And you don't want the kids to go to the, the mother and never come to you, you know, because because mm-hmm. really you weren't there. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, and, and I said this before, my dad, great man, I love him very much, but he, he went on to a partnership with some friends and, and they were all over the place, California, New York. And mm-hmm. so there's many times where, where he was gone, but he was doing what he needed to do to support the family. I totally get that. You know, but like I said, there's those times where I have vivid memories of him and times I don't. And that's yeah. because he was doing what he needed to provide. And what you're doing, what I'm doing, we, we decided to stay locally, you know. Mm-hmm. And yes, we could have been director somewhere else, you know. But but I, I didn't want to take that step sure. to where, where I was always negotiating who's going on with the kids like you were talking about. Yeah, and, and, and you know, it's... It just like I said, it, it, the busyness and the stress for our lives. It, it's just it's not worth it. Like I'm never going to look back in my life and think, you know what? I really wish I crammed those other emails in, or man, I enjoyed all that time I spent doing this. I'm going to look back and say, did I spend the time I should have with my family? Because every day they're getting older, every day they're moving, they're 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 getting closer to moving out, they're getting closer to moving on in their lives. And so right now, I think God's inviting us into just realizing what's important in our life. And, and, you know, Pope Benedict XVI says this. He says, even amid the busyness and stress of our daily lives, we need to make space for silence because it is in silence that we find God. And in silence, we find out the true self. And in discovering our true self, 
we discover the particular vocation that God has given us for the building up of his church and the redemption of our world. And I think that's key to the point we're making here with this freedom that God has given us now through this pandemic, this to to be loosed from some of these chains and 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 let go from some of our, our normal responsibilities to understand like this is a time to get to know him better. And this is a time to understand, you know, what he says, like what our role is in building up the church in the redemption of the world. You know, this is a time where we can find out exactly how our family wants to be led, how how our friendships need to be nurtured. You know how we can move forward out of this. I, I hope this isn't something that where we all rush out of this and we go, man, God, that's over. Like back to work, back to the grindstone, and and it's weeks again before people are talking to each other, and and guys are dropping off from coming to the men's groups on a regular basis again, and all of those things. Like I, I really hope that that the freedom that we've experienced in this time is really remembered and is taken on past this, because I think there's been a tremendous lesson. And, and I think that God has used us to make us think of, to forget about a lot of things that have maybe been going on negatively in our lives, negatively in the world, in the church. You know, like I can't remember the last time I've heard something about a, the sex scandals and all that in the church, because this has sort of cleared the slate for all things. And, and God, it's almost like he's just sitting up there going, look, remember what's important. Walk with me, come back into this. Let's stop transactional relationships with each other and, and with me. And let's truly Remember what it is to be human, what it is to be a gift, what it is to be just just to be what it is I made you to be, which is a, a communal person and, and people that need each other, depend on each other, and and are kind to one another. And at the heart of all the things that, that Christ talked about, it was always that, how we treat each other, how we treat our neighbors, what, how we feel about God. And when all this has been stripped away, it's like he's pointing us back to that yet again. I've given you this freedom, now don't waste it. Right. Don't forget. Keep your your eyes on what is important and walk ever towards that. So, you know, I know we're coming here to the end of the show, and and you know we've I've been involved in some things lately. I got a TOB talk coming up for the Theology of the Body uh, on a free conference weekend. I've got uh, Jason Everett's asked me to speak at one of his conferences. We've been getting a lot of emails, so please continue to send those. You can send them to just a guy in the pew at gmail.com. We love to hear one. We got a great one from Adam. Uh, yesterday and I shared with Victor and Deacon Jeff and we just enjoy those so you know they make us feel very free right so (laughs) I hope everybody who's listening to this tonight I hope you when we get close to the end of this pandemic that we remember what's important and what's important is having great relationships that mean something with God and with others so let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen Heavenly Father thank you for the many lessons this pandemic is teaching us our eyes are being opened to the things that are really important Help us to remember the sense of freedom this unique time is revealing to us. And Father, though things may eventually return to the way they were before, never let us forget that a relationship with you is what's truly important. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.